0: Welcome to Talking Sense, I'm Mark Osorio.
1: And I'm Teresa Arago. We're financial advisors, and if there's one thing we know, it's that the journey to financial independence can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be.
0: So get ready, because we're breaking down what you don't know about money to help you find the next step on your journey today on Talking Sense.
1: I've been with Gymwealth for almost 10 years now, and one of the things I love about our process is when a new prospective client comes in, you get to have two hours of an advisor's time to ask them any question you have totally free.
0: It's a pretty good deal.
1: It's a pretty good deal, I feel like, because <laughs> there's not many opportunities in my life to go see a specialist for free. Yeah. Um, so uh, today we're actually going to cover the, some of the five common questions that we're hearing in the meeting rooms currently. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously those questions, some of them change over time. But these are the things that we've been hearing a lot lately, and we're hoping that these might resonate with you in your journey to financial independence so maybe we can give you a little kind of boost on the questions you might have had if you were to come in if mm-hmm. if there's anything though that we talk about today that you go man i'd really love some specifics for my life you can reach out to our team by emailing info at get ready or getting on our website to request an appointment so no no requirements beyond that point you know mm-hmm. even if you came in for a first appointment you're not required to use our services but if something you, you hear today goes, oh, I'd really like to know more about that, there's your opportunity to get more information if you'd like.
0: Yes. And what I love about those appointments as well is that the main point of it is to educate yes whoever's sitting across the table from us mm-hmm. right and i don't
1: think that's what people expect exactly i think they expect to walk in the door and us to be like here's our magic product that you need and it's going to fix all your problems ding, ding. and instead they get 742 questions yeah <laughs> we're just trying to understand them exactly. um, so uh, i had one person they joked with us when we were getting ready to finish up they said man you just had us undress and i was like what excuse <laughs> me he said financially we just undressed in front of you didn't we and i said mm-hmm. well yeah, but do you feel like you got some value out of that? And they said, absolutely. It was totally worth it. I was like, OK, OK, we're good then.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's how we can actually provide you with good advice.
1: Well, I think if you go to your doctor
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you're not fully honest with them about your symptoms, then they can't really make a diagnosis. And exactly. I think the same is true for what we do. We've got to be able to answer all of their questions and give us an opportunity to even kind of dig deeper into those because mm-hmm. often the issue is not the issue. Yeah. You know, you've ever heard that? So like you think you're worried about this, but really you're worried about this other little thing underneath it. Yeah. That's why we do that. We're going to talk about the five most common questions that we hear. This is obviously not exhaustive because yeah. we hear a lot of interesting and unique circumstances. Um, mm-hmm. So the first one that is probably the best, most kind of like common one right now is how do I know if it's a good time to invest?
0: Yeah. So before we go super into that, you know, there's kind of some, some ground rules uh, to cover just as basics. And that is, uh, this actually stems from what a lot of folks have been coming up to us and, and asking us how to invest you know, their current savings, right? Yes. Because a lot, for a lot of folks, they've just got these savings sitting on the sidelines, not really generating a whole lot of income for them. Mm-hmm. And so they, they're wanting to know okay, do I, how, how do I do, uh, invest these sa- uh, short term savings? And the thing is that investing is not really great for short term goals.
1: No. You know, there are right now, especially with interest rates where they are, there are some money market accounts that your bank offers that can Mm -hmm. give you a little something better than what you used to get. Mm -hmm. But if you've got a short term goal and by short term, I mean anything less than really two years. Right. That's the short, you know, anything less than two years. You really don't need to invest in anything that could fluctuate because let's say you're saving for a house or you're saving for a car. If the market dips right before you find that beautiful home or that beautiful car, you may have to wait and miss that opportunity. So we feel like investing is better for a mid to long term goal.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's that's where we see the returns and the less volatility right over Mm -hmm. over the long term. Mm -hmm. That's why. So we want to make sure that folks are uh, educating themselves first and then investing second.
1: Yes. And then the next rule is to use the right tool for the job. Mm -hmm. Uh, If I were trying to put a nail in the wall, I would need a hammer. I wouldn't walk up with a screwdriver. Right. It's the wrong tool for the job. But a lot of times we feel like people use the wrong tool investment wise mm-hmm. for a job because they don't understand how that tool works.
0: Yeah, precisely. And we uh, often also see people that uh, come in and they're really bummed out because they bought XYZ stock and, mm-hmm. and we were like, okay, so why? what, what was the, 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 the reason right or the purpose <laughs> for this? Uh, and they're like, oh, to make money. Um, so obviously, yes, we want to make money. And when we find out, okay, why, uh, why the specific stock or whatever? It's like, oh, some buddy told me, or I saw that it would had a huge jump mm-hmm. in the price, and so I just thought I'm not, I'm not going to lose money on this, right? Mm-hmm. So that that emotional investing that people do is a, a lot of times can come back to bite them in the butt. So. Yes, and it
1: works both ways. When the market's doing great, you can get emotional and overbuy. When the market's not doing great, you can get emotional and sell. So there there has to be a purpose. There has to be an emotionless, logical decision when you're dealing with your money. So those are kind of like the ground rules to investing before we even talk about timing is you've Mm got to understand how investment works and what tools to use and make sure you're not being emotional. Um, So good time to invest. Let's talk about trying to time the market and why that doesn't work.
0: Oof. There's, uh, I think, a lot of studies that that we could bring up about this, but mainly what those studies show is that trying to time the market, at you know, as far as the highs and lows, is extremely difficult. I mean, yes. even uh, professionals don't get it right.
1: There are people who make a lot of money in the financial services industry that can't get it right. Mm-hmm. It's it's just impossible. You you're never going to know when the true bottom is hit. You're never going to know when the high is its highest because the market tends to get new highs. So trying to jump in and out every time the market moves one way or another is a really inefficient way to build wealth. Mm-hmm. So what all the experts that we've followed and studied encourage people to do instead is something called dollar cost averaging. And we know how much you you love hearing terminology and jargon. We like to call it the cow story. And yeah. Mark actually did a really, really good video on the cow story. So we're going to link that if you're watching this on one of our formats where they have like show notes. You're gonna mm-hmm. find a link to that video. Um, if not, you can go on Facebook on Mark's uh, Facebook and find it there too. But mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a really good video. But dollar cost averaging is basically taking a certain amount per month. You mm-hmm. just just dis- you designate how much per month, and you just add every single month. Or it can be quarterly. It can be annually. But it works best if it's monthly. Yeah. And you just keep being consistent because what's going to happen is the market goes up, the market comes down, the market goes up, the market comes down, and it's slowly working its way. By doing this system where you're doing it consistently, you have better chances of catching some of the lows and you're going to catch some highs too. But overall, Certainly. over time, you're more likely to catch a few of those lows mm-hmm. to help you build that wealth efficiently.
0: Yeah. And what that's going to also help you with is the emotional investing side mm-hmm. of things because once you've got it down to a system, it's almost robotic. You don't even think about it, it just goes in. And uh, again, that. Through that, you're going to, over the long term, lower the your, your cost basis in, mm-hmm. in whatever investment is, it is that you And I think when you using.
1: systematize things, you're less likely to skip mm-hmm. on your contributions. Yeah. And it just becomes, like you mentioned, it's just kind of something that happens and you don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. So then the emotions aren't as powerful. Like for me, for instance, I'm dollar cost averaging through my employer plan. Mm-hmm. And when the market is down, I can tell myself I got more cows this month. So it's not a bad thing that the market's down. Yep. That's my goal is to, if you watch the video, here's a little prequel. Um, your goal is to fill the field. Mm-hmm. So your goal is to have as many shares as you can in whatever you're investing in. So whether the market's up or down doesn't really make me panic right now. Yep, I'm and in the accumulation phase.
0: Yeah. And I was just about to say, so, and that's, that's really the big difference is uh, for, for accumulators versus, you know, when, when you're in retirement, right? So for accumulators, the goal is to buy up as many shares as possible, mm-hmm. right? Because w- over time, those shares appreciate, right? Mm-hmm. So the more shares that you have then, that appreciation is going to benefit all of those shares. Mm-hmm. So that's why, that's why this dollar cost averaging method is so useful.
1: Yes, now let's talk about that in retirement. Mm-hmm. Trying to time the market is also very dangerous. Having a strategy that requires the market to perform a certain way mm-hmm. for you to be successful is just not realistic. When you're trying to enjoy your retirement, You have fixed expenses. You're still going to have to pay your power bill. You're still going to have to pay a mortgage if you have it. So having a plan that isn't subject to all of that Mm -hmm. adjustment of the market where you have to be able to outsmart it makes more sense than being subject to
0: it. Of course. So
1: market volatility is not something you can control. So you have to have a plan that works around it.
0: Exactly. Because as we, we know and as we tell folks, one of the biggest risks to retirement is retiring into a down market. Right. Mm-hmm. And so uh, trying to time that perfectly is just not not a game that we like to play.
1: Yes. So the best time to invest to answer that question is as soon as possible. Now, there are a few opportunity or a few times where we would say, OK, hold off, hold mm-hmm. off. Like if you've got a lot of debt, credit card debt specifically, where that interest payment is higher than what you're likely to get out of the market, mm-hmm. pay your debt off but go ahead and if you've got that employer plan, go ahead and get your match at least like do something. Don't walk away from free money. But um, you know, that's really the only time where we would say hold off is when you have debt Mm -hmm. that you need to take care of. Of course, beyond that, the sooner you start, the better off you're going to be.
0: Yeah. And always making sure that you've got a good amount of emergency savings mm-hmm. uh, because, again, the debt is a very important part to any financial aspect that we talk about. Uh, but if you don't have an, a good emergency savings, then you're, you're just going to end up accumulating debt. You're just one <laughs> one small emergency from having to use that credit card.
1: And you don't want your especially retirement savings to be seen as like a, a piggy bank that you can break into. So exactly. if you haven't set up in advance an emergency fund, you're more likely to end up taking a loan or taking distribution, which there's always some kind of big risks with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's our first one. How do I know if it's a good time to invest? Our second one is if house prices are up and interest rates are up, should I still buy that house I'm looking at?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I think that this is a, one of those conversations that we've had with multiple clients over this uh, past year that interest rates have completely shot up. Um, and the thing is that over overpaying for a home generally is just not a good idea
1: I think last year we saw a lot of people panic mm-hmm. and buy homes for more than they appraised for yeah which yeah. means you're overpaying so if you're paying more than the appraisal price you're overpaying for that house and whether the interest rates are up or down that's just not a good purchase no. in our opinion
0: yeah and I, I remember I, I was in the in the market to purchase a home and on multiple of these these homes that I looked at and put offers in on, uh, I would actually go above whatever they, they were asking for and I would still be uh, get get beat by somebody that mm-hmm. was not was going above and beyond the appraisal value. Right. Yeah. So they were putting in extra money than what uh, they could even take a loan out for.
1: And appraisal values fluctuate. So the market affected those appraisal values. So even then you're still kind of on the high end for that home. Exactly. So, you know, we feel like homes are a great investment, but Mm -hmm. you also wanna make sure that you're being smart and not emotional. We're always gonna say don't be emotional with your money.
0: Yes, yeah. And what we also say is, you know, you don't have to marry the interest rate for the rest of your loan's life, Mm -hmm. right? So when, uh, you know, if the home's at a good price, Mm -hmm. right, then you can purchase a home and then uh, at a good time, whenever interest rates come back down, then you can refinance and kind of lock in that lower cost uh, to borrow.
1: Yes. And we're going to throw out that disclaimer. We can't guarantee interest rates will go down. Mm -hmm. Historically, they tend to go up then back down. So, you know, we would say, you know, date that interest rate, marry the house. Mm -hmm. But do be mindful that you want to make sure that the house total house payment, including escrow, if you're planning to put it in there, is within your budget. Because if interest rates don't go down, you don't want to be overextended.
0: Exactly. So what is the next question?
1: This one is actually one that is near and dear to my heart. And it's how can I set up my kids for financial success? Hmm. So one of those kind of big passions for me, probably because I have 32 children, is Hmm. that, uh, you know, our kids are learning from us, Hmm. whether it's emotional awareness, whether it's um, taking good care of their bodies or their financial futures, they are Hmm. learning from us. Hmm. And I think we often do a disservice to our children by not being candid Mm -hmm. By not being um, inclusive when we talk about our finances, including them in some of those conversations. Now, obviously, my kids are not in every conversation we have, but I'm not scared to say, well, you know, I know you want these ridiculously expensive shoes, but that's not a sound financial decision. You're making an emotional decision. And this is it doesn't even have Mm -hmm. to be expensive. A good example. My daughter the other day sent me this link to someone she follows on Instagram and they were selling socks for twenty dollars a pair.
0: Oh, my gosh. (laughs)
1: It's not some fancy socks. It's just a sock that has some pretty colorful volleyball stuff on it. Mm -hmm. And she said, "Can I buy these socks?" And I said, "Well, you can buy those socks, but Mm -hmm. understand that they're overpriced, and there's probably going to be shipping on top of that." And she said, "Well, would you split it with me?" And I said, "No, Mm I'm I'm not going to do that. I just bought you a lot of stuff for volleyball. (laughs) Yeah, I just spent over four hundred dollars on volleyball stuff for next year Mm -hmm. because she made the varsity team. And I said, listen." If you want to buy those socks, you certainly have the right to spend your money how you want. However, you may not want to do that because that's going to limit your ability to do other things with that same yeah. money. And let's talk about are these is the value of these socks worth after shipping the thirty dollars per pair.
0: Yeah. Um, no, And
1: I, I think parents forget to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. And while that mm-hmm. might sound harsh, it might feel harsh at the moment. Mm-hmm. Right. You are teaching them a very valuable lesson. Like you said, I mean, the value of a dollar and, mm-hmm. and how hard you have to work for each one of those dollars is so important and something that uh, will stay with them and help them make better decisions down the line.
1: And I'll be really honest with my kids about my mistakes too. And I had a really cool conversation with a client when I originally met them. It was literally right after I started serving clients by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd been working with John for years at this point, but I, it was my first group of clients. Yeah. And they came in and in the first 30 minutes had told me all the mistakes they've made. And it was like this exhaustive list and they said, you know, we've made all these mistakes and he had a conversation with his son about it because he saw some of that same tendency in him totally changed the trajectory of his son's life. Wow. His son just bought a house for cash and he's in his 20s. Yes. So yeah, I, I know them. that it's scary to share your lo- your mistakes with your kids, but I want to encourage you to be candid with your kids too. So be brutally honest with them, teach them the value of a daughter, dollar, make them save up and and really help them make better choices Mm-hmm. Um, our next one is how much do I need to save to retire?
0: Oh, the magic, the magic there's bullet magic question. Number.
1: It doesn't exist. Um, many people think, oh, if I have a million dollars, I'll be ready to retire. Well, maybe it depends on your lifestyle. It depends on what income resources you're going to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's not a magic number that is the same for everybody.
0: No. no we so always you, uh, tell people, you know, if you can tell me the amount of income that you need and the day that you're going to die, I can create the perfect plan for and you. And
1: I can tell you exactly how much you need. But that doesn't exist. So what we usually do is we start with a couple of numbers, required, desired. What's your required income? What's your desired income? And then we can work from there. But, you know, there's not just some magical number that's right for everybody. So that really is a conversation you need to have with a financial advisor to nail that one
0: down. And guess what? It is not too early to start the planning process.
1: No. I think the sooner you start, the more time you have to adjust. Um, our last one is What is the most impactful thing I can do to change my financial future? And this is actually something I read related to non financial goals, but it really struck me. It said, Get rid of the someday mentality. Mm-hmm. Oh, someday yeah. when I'm making more money. Someday when the kids are out of the house. Someday when debt, 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 No, someday's coming. So make today someday. You can make one change today. And then make another change next week and then make another change the following week. You, you can do something to impact your future every single day.
0: Yeah. Even if it's just deciding to start educating yourself today, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that is already a huge difference. But yeah, it's, it's a very, very uh, damaging mindset uh, to, to put it off and keep putting it off. I mean, and you and I see the effects of that whenever folks come in and we, we know that it's, it's too, a little too late in the game, right. For, Mm -hmm. for them to be able to accomplish all their goals. You know, there's always something that you can do, Yes, but uh, it's not going to be what they possibly dreamed of.
1: Yes. Um, So it's time for our two cents. Um, I'm going to go first. If you walk away with nothing else, remember that you are the captain of your financial ship and if financial independence is your goal, you have the opportunity to make changes even today to help you work towards that goal.
0: Mm-hmm. And do you have a question that we didn't answer today? If so, make sure to email us at info at and or just request an appointment with us and we'd love to meet with you, get to know your specific situation and that way we can really tell you kind of what the next best steps are for you.
1: Thank you so much for joining us today on Talking Sense. I know we've talked about a bunch of different questions here. If you've got any others, like Mark said, reach out and we'll catch you next time.
0: Thanks for listening to Talking Sense. And if you like what you hear, make sure and subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes.
1: The Wolf team is available to you 24-7 at info at GetReadyForTheFuture.com or by calling our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866 653 7526.
0: And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors and that means disclosures. You should personally consult with a financial advisor before making any investments and no strategy can assure success.
1: Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Independent Advisor Alliance. Independent Advisor Alliance and Genwell Financial Advisors are separate entities from LPL Financial.